It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Brennan Scott, again with Locked On Wizards. The Milwaukee Bucks decided to cut ties with coach Mike Budenholzer. So... Did the Wizards kind of jump the gun on the offseason and maybe lost a chance on a quality head coach? We're going to talk about that and more next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Brandon Scott, again with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. Thank you for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team, every single day. So, as you guys know or should know, the Milwaukee Bucks cut ties with their head coach, Mike Budenholzer. And to me, it's a very questionable move. If uh, Real quick, um, if you look at his record over five seasons, he has a record of 271 wins to 120 losses, made the playoffs all five years, won NBA championship, and his playoff record is 38 wins, 23 losses. So, E, looking at his track record and what he's done in Milwaukee, did the Washington Wizards really jump the gun on the offseason and not really let the market unfold? Um, I and I I didn't. Personally, I, I thought it was questionable to keep West and so junior when you bring in a new GM, I think it's questionable to really keep holdovers. Um, I compared it to, you know, like keeping a quarterback when the new GM or the new owner comes in, they didn't draft him. This GM didn't hire Wes. So it's kind of a, a, a weird situation. I would just, I'd rather the GM have full control and hire their head coach, hire the guy that they want to control or run their team. Um, but yeah, I do think there's some good candidates. Nick Nurse got fired. Mike Budenholzer now is fired. Emi Udoka was available. The Rockets swooped in and picked him up very quickly. So there was a good, um, there's a good pool or, um, there's a good pool of candidates 
Uh, there's also Kenny Atkinson is still a guy that's available. That's an assistant head coach. So there's so many good options out there. And I think the Wizards definitely just uh, kind of went with the status quo, just went with what's comfortable at the coaching spot. And of course, the legacy factor, the family factor with what's in Junior's dad, uh, just being a, a Wizards legend, the only uh, Wizards MVP, the only championship that the Wizards have. His dad uh, was a super, super huge part of that. Um, so out of respect, I feel like Tevion is, is hanging on to Wes and giving him one more chance. And it's kind of it's kind of a lame duck season. You know, uh, Troy, when Troy came on, Troy Halliburton came on, We, we that's what we call it is. It's kind of a lame duck season because, you know, if he doesn't do well, I feel like, you know, they, they probably will fire him in the middle of the season or uh, or it's somewhat of a wasted season because you could have got the ball rolling with a new head coach that the GM really, really wants. Um, so yeah, I do feel like they definitely, um, should have moved on if they're bringing a new GM. They just need to start fresh. They needed to clean house. Um, when Ted Leonsis said that they're going to do an outside hire for the GM, I felt like they should have just started fresh and clean house. But of course they're not doing that, um, with a new GM, they should have let him have full control and autonomy. But yes, I think Mike Bodenholzer, even though he didn't make the best, he didn't really make any, uh, really adjustment adjustments down the stretch. Uh, Giannis came out and said that he didn't call a timeout when they really needed it against the Heat. Um, and Giannis is not in- innocent either. Giannis missed free throws down the stretch, uh, so he's not innocent. And then Mike Budenholzer, even when they did win uh, the championship in the finals, he caught a lot of job coverage. You know, letting the Suns have easy threes in a couple games. Uh, so I-, I do think Mike Budenholzer is a good coach, man. I think he is, is still a good coach. I mean, like you said, you look at the record and how good he's been as a head coach. Uh, I think he certainly would be an upgrade with the Wizards here. Uh, I'm not banging on the table for Mike Budenholzer, uh, but yeah, he, he's done a heck of a job. And uh, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I, I want to say Mike Budenholzer uh, was the Atlanta Hawks coach as well. And I know the Hawks. Yeah, he was the Hawks head coach. That he had, he coached the team with Kyle Korver, Al Horford, Jeff Teague, uh, Damari Carroll was in the starting five. Who else was in that in that starting five on that on that roster? Um, so he, he helped that roster get to the Eastern Absolutely. Conference Finals. He coached that team to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. So he's done more with less uh, talent. You know, he's gotten the best out of less talent. Joe Johnson was on, on a Hawks team as well. Um, so Mike Bullnoser, man, he, he's been a solid coach uh, for sure. Dennis Schroeder was on that roster too. So, I mean, he's he's been able to get the, the most out of, out of lesser talent because that Hawks team was a good team, but – they had no superstars on that team, and, and Mike Budenholzer did a good job of coaching those guys up. So yeah, I wouldn't mind. I would not mind Mike Budenholzer in DC, but we know that's not going to happen. Man, this well, highlights. He did, he did. He did disappoint me in the in the Heat series. You know, I know there's a lot of times where he could have had Giannis guarding Jimmy, and that didn't yeah. happen either. So that's one of the big. That's that's a big adjustment that he didn't make either. Yeah, I mean, I, and I get that, and I agree, man. But I don't think he's the sole reason why he lost the series, but. I'll say this, man. It's again. And, I'm sorry to interrupt you. And Giannis, yeah. Giannis did get hurt too. He got hurt. Thank you. Game and he yeah. came back. You know, and then last year they could have, they could have, they could, they, if Chris Middleton did get injured last year, I feel like they would have beat the Celtics. Absolutely. I mean, look, look, look at the record. This dude won 271 games, only lost 120. And you fire him. He's been to the playoffs all five years. You fire him. He wants you a title. When's the last time the Bucks had a title? <laughs> let's be real you fire this guy it's a questionable move my in my opinion by milwaukee i just don't i think he's you know you always need a scapegoat i guess he's it because you know they're not gonna go after Giannis because they want Giannis to stay long term so you know easily that's just the casualty wet <laughs> you know in milwaukee but you know what really frustrates me is this it, again and again and again and again 
we we continue to show how incompetent this franchise is, man. You know, you two years we haven't seen no progress under Weston Hussell Jr. And then not only do you retain him, it's not like they waited a while to see what the market unfolded. Like you said, Nick Nurse, you know, Bootenholzer. I mean, they wasted no time. I mean, oh, we're bringing West back. Really? Look, I, I said it before, man. It is not Washington, D.C. is the reason why people don't come here. It's the franchise why people don't play here, man, because it's incompetent. I mean, you, you're like you said, if you're going to make changes, make changes all the way through. If you're going to get rid of Tommy, you should have let West go. I mean, Mike Bodenhose makes us a better team. Like you said, that Atlanta Hawks team gave the Wizards a lot of headaches, man. I'm just saying. You know, I believe they won what? It was one year they won, what, 60 games, 50 games? They, I mean, and like you yeah. said, no no All-Stars. You know, you had uh, Millsap. You had, you know, Schroeder. You had um, a long list of guys, man. And it's just, I mean, look at this record. I just, I, it, it, you know, Nick Nurse is another candidate. How many times are we going to let good coaches go past and we retain the people that are not getting the job done? I mean, how many, and the list goes on. It's not just head coaching. How many draft picks have we, I mean, Halliburton probably cost Tommy his job. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, Halliburton, I mean, how many times are we missing opportunities, man? It is so frustrating. I mean, I know a lot of you guys, and I know you, E, feel my pain. It is so frustrating to be a fan sometimes, man. We constantly miss out all the time. I mean, you no evaluation. And then you know, we're going to talk about a little bit about the hiring process. But it's just... No, does anybody know what they're doing? I mean, they got John Thompson third looking at draft now. I mean, it's just it's it, it, what's the direction? Again, we're going to the offseason where we're our only daggone team looking for a GM and we're taking our time. It is so incompetent. It's just it, it blows your mind. It, it it blows your mind, man. Got me over here sweating. I'm so mad. I mean, it's just it, it's just it, it boggles your mind because again, this is a good coach who can make who can make this team better. Nothing against West, man. But look, two years. Defense is your MO. Defense hasn't been good. A lot of questions with decisions, a lot of questions with rotations. Like I you look, his name alone, he can stay being an assistant coach. But if you have a, an opportunity to one, make an upgrade that make your team better, you you take that chance. Two, head coaches bring GMs. Bob Myers sees a, a, a head coach like Mike Budenholzer or Nick Nurse, he's a little more comfortable coming into this situation. I mean, that's you. You have to advertise for who you're trying to hire here, man. You know, it's just you can't continue to do the same thing and expect different results. We didn't sit it all year long, man. It's just it's frustrating. It really frustrated me because it's like you 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 took no time. Oh, we're bringing West back. You like you said, E. You always go GM then coach. You never go coach and GM. Why is a coach helping with the process of finding the GM? That's his. It's going to be his boss. Really? I mean. <laughs> It, it makes no it makes no sense, man. It's just it makes no sense, and that's why I'm a little worried a little bit because this offseason so far, Telion says his. I mean, the only good movies he did was firing Tommy Shepard. Other than that, it's just taking his time, being lethargic about the whole process. You know, acting like he's got all the time in the world. You do not have all the time in the world, man. You don't. So it's just to me, it was very frustrating to see that. You know, you continue to see coaches and executives that are that you know we can hire, and we're just sitting back. And, oh, we're rolling with West. I mean, okay, it's just and I, and that's my bill, man. It, it, it's frustrating because he's not a scrub. I mean, look what he did for Milwaukee. Milwaukee's a small market. You know what I'm saying? He built Milwaukee. He was able to coach. I mean, look. I mean, you know, all right, you can say Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, but outside of that, and Bobby Portis, you know, there's always been spare parts around Giannis, man. You know, they've made do with what they've had, and and he's done it in two stops: Atlanta and Milwaukee. He's dealt with 
teams where, you know, Giannis is all starting, you know, Drew Holiday, but, you know, you're dealing with guys who aren't big time guys outside of Giannis. And he's making it work. I don't, I just don't understand it. it, it yeah, I'm very frustrated because he would have he made his team better. And I think that he wouldn't have been attractive. He would have made this franchise a lot more attractive for a potential GM, especially if you want to, you know, aim high for like Bob Myers. Because Bob Myers is not going to come in a situation where you got a head coach who, you know, all right, you can argue that the sample size may be a little small, but two years. I mean, here's the thing. Here's what the knock on West is, man, is that your MO is defense. Defense ain't good. So, you know, it's like like if you got a DoorDash driver who eats the food, are you going to continue to order DoorDash? Nah, you're going to try something else. I mean, I, just, I don't understand it, man. It's just continue to do the same thing. And it's just this is why this fan base is so daggone mad all the time. You know, people go on this. Oh, why are you mad? Why, why do you think, man? Because it's just it's terrible management. Oh man, I'm sweating over here. It's terrible management. It's terrible. Ted, go back to your office and let, let other people do the job, man. Just stop, stop. <laughs> I mean, it's just it, oh man, that's a good coach. We did really go, man. All right, we'll let slip through our fingers, man. And it just it, it really makes me worried about this offseason because you know, I, I don't think we're gonna get Bob Myers. This is my humble opinion. I don't think I don't think it's gonna happen. I think we're going to get a guy who's a first-time GM to match with Wes and, and go from there because, you know, with Ted, his track record with how he handles his franchise and the, what I've seen for this all season so far, I'm just I'm not enthusiastic right now. I'm I'm just being honest, man. No, I don't blame you at all. I mean, we've seen uh, this this story before. We don't. I mean, it, it just depends on what Ted the autonomy gives the GM, but. Um, we know that Wes, we heard that Wes is going to be uh, 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 helping with the GM search. We'll talk about that later. But, um, I mean, Mike Budenholzer, once again, he, he's a good coach. He won coach of the year in 2015, won the coach of the year in 2019. He did lead the Hawks to a, a 61 record. Um, and he led the Hawks to, a, a, in the month of January, they were 17-0, and 0, um, which is the, which was the first 17-0 and 0 record in a month in, in NBA history. So that's really great for Mike Budenholzer. Also, he he found a way to get the best out of Brook Lopez. He had uh, he helped Brook Lopez revitalize his career. Bobby Portis has been great off the bench, so he's done a really good job of utilizing players. And um, yeah, it, it's just bringing back Wes with a new GM. I, I just think it's very questionable. But yeah, we'll we'll get to uh, we'll talk about the GM search and and uh, talk a little bit more about Wes having to say in the new GM. But before we do that, we'll get a quick runner from Brandon. Yes, sir. I'm gonna go ahead and settle down. Let's talk about ebay motors real quick <laughs> for a championship team is all about making sure every player is a perfect fit it's the same when it comes to your vehicle every part needs to fit just right so the next time you need parts and accessories head to ebay motors with ebay guarantee fit you can be sure that every part you need fits right first time around just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know how the part will fit or your money back because just like in sports confidence is the name of the game when you shop in ebay motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from you'll be back in the game in no time after all it's easy to bring home and win when the right parts are guaranteed right get the right parts the right fit and the right prices on ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions up this is jake from locked on locked on has teamed up with state farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in nba history after beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. 
Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Bye. So, um, like you said, uh, there was a uh, tweet that Josh Robbins put out and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and read it real quick to talk. It kind of talks about the, the process of what the wizards are doing, looking for viable candidates. And it says um, the wizards officials are continuing to compile a list of viable candidates and their search for a new head of basketball operations. Lee sources told the athletic NBA, as we reported on April 25th, the team has not and will not hire a search firm. This process is more ownership led. So E, is that the issue? <laughs> I mean, if we're going to pinpoint an issue with this whole situation, is it the fact that it's being led by ownership the problem? And is that why it's kind of, you know, they're dragging their feet on finding a GM? Well, you know, Wizards are typically really slow. Um, they hired was uh, they hired a search firm last time, and they uh, contacted seventy eight people. They contacted Obama. Uh, they contacted uh, numerous, numerous people, and they ended up with Tommy Shepard at all those people. Um, so they want to take their time. They they took a long time to hire West. Like Jason Kidd was hired. Um, uh, Willie Green was hired by the Pelicans. And um, Jamal Mosley was hired by the Magic. Like So many coaches fell off the board uh, before we uh, finally hired West Hunter Jr. I think M.A. Yadoka was hired that same year, too. So there was a lot of coaching candidates, uh, coaching vacancies open, and they took their time a long time to end up with West Hunter Jr. Once again, we're the only vacancy. We're gonna, it, looks, it looks like we're going to take our time again. Once again, the, the lottery is May 14th. Um, I know the NBA Combine is coming up as well. So there's a lot of scouting things that are coming up where you want your staff to be on the same page. So I think the the, the faster, the better. Um, once again, are they waiting for Bob Myers? But at the same time, they should be trying to interview guys. Uh, like I said, you know, tr- like I said last episode, Troy said that they, they are interviewing Milt, Milt Newton. And they may have interviewed people, that, but they're just really trying to keep it under wraps. I can understand why. Uh, they're trying to keep it under wraps, but it is what it is if, if they are. Um, so I, I, I am getting a little concerned about it because, you know, we just haven't seen them make great decisions and hires. Um, and I feel like they should be aggressive and, and at least start the process. They should at least start kicking the can down the road. They should at least get the ball rolling on the interview process for sure. Um, what else did he say in, in, the, in, the, in the article or in the in the the team want to hire, so the process is more ownership led. And then and to answer your question with Ted, so it is being led by Ted, and then John Thompson the third, and um, what's the other guy's name? Uh, is it like Brett Brett Greenberg or something like that? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so JT three is leading it, and uh, the other guy's name I think is Brett Greenberg. They're leading the search. They're doing the interviews. They're they're the ones that are going to make the decisions. So. Um, so that that you know we'll we'll see what happens with that, um, but yeah, what Ramona Shelburne said on the Team Nine Eighty show with Craig Hoffman, she said that West Elsa Jr. is going to have a strong say in the GM search and the GM hiring. That's a little off to me, and you brought that up earlier. I mean, a coach is going to have a say in the GM hiring. I guess you know I understand. Like I know they they and they let Bradley Bill have a big say in everything. So 
I know they had Bradley Bill's like a GM. They let Bradley Bill pick players, a la Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, uh, you know, there's so many there's so many players that Brad had a say in. So it, it's just Wes Elson Jr. having a say in the GM. I mean, I, I think that's questionable as well. A guy that I feel like that they should start fresh with at the coaching position. Um, yeah, it, it's questionable. It's questionable. We'll see. So, I mean, if, if Wes doesn't like somebody and they're a good candidate, I mean, he could say no because they just disagree in philosophies. If they don't want to pick if the GM comes in and they don't really want to pick up the pace or if they want to pick up the pace but Wes has that slow mindset, then they could disagree and, and Wes would not want to go there. Or if they disagree on Bradley Bill – or et cetera, you know, so it, it, it's intriguing. It's intriguing, man. So it, it just it just feels kind of backwards to me um, that Wes is going to have a big say in it. But that's what Ramona Shelburne reported, so we'll see how true that is. <laughs> it's funny, man, because, one, it is so Wizards, man. You, know, you hire an outside firm mm-hmm. to turn around and hire a guy that's in the building, and then now that you're looking for a guy outside the building, you're not going to hire a firm? It's just – and then it's funny because they reached out to a former president, Barack Obama. Like, really? Like mm-hmm. – Oh my! It's just it, it, it's funny, man. It really is because number one, look, this is no knock against what says so, man. Look, I look, I want him to be successful. It's no shade on him, and I'm not hating on him. All I'm doing is spitting facts, and I'm evaluating his job, which is my job, right? So I'm I'm going off what I saw, right? So we're not talking about Phil Jackson here. We're not talking about Pat Riley. We're not. We're talking about Wes Unsell Jr. Which, no disrespect, is a second year head coach who. Had, he's never made the playoffs. So you let him lead the charge to go find a GM? What are we talking about? He doesn't have any clout to be able to do that. Like, really? Like, come on. It, it, it's just, it blows your mind, man. I mean, this is, it's just, it blows your mind about this whole process this offseason. Like, I get it, keep it on the wraps, but I mean, you can't keep it too under, much under wraps because you're not competing against anybody. You're the only team looking for a GM. Like, what's the point of keeping it? I, I don't understand the, the point of that. You're keeping the wraps for what? You're not competing against anybody. Like, it's just, it's so cartoonish. It's just, uh, it, I don't know, man. It just, it blows your mind because this whole process is just so sloppy. It's just, this, this is why people don't want to come to DC. This is it. Because you you nailed a couple of reasons right there. You know, Wes Unseld being part of the process. Bradley Bill being part of the process. How long are we going to treat a frog like it's a princess, man. Like, come on, man. Bradley Bill ain't the dude. Like, come on. Like, let him be a basketball player. He's not a GM. He's not a scout. Just, you know, just stop, man. Just stop. Let him, let him focus on trying to bring that three-point percentage back up and stop trying to be GM. I'm just saying, it's just, it is just, it is so frustrating to be a Wizards fan sometimes, man. It, it, it really is, he, because you're not even getting competent, competent, like, decisions when you're the only daggone team looking for a GM. We're messing this up. And that's why I think that, you know, and, you know, and a lot of people, you know, have gotten on me about the vision and the fact that, you know, a lot of my comments have been about building around a solid three, which obviously is not my MO. I'm a rebuild guy. But the thing is, you really uh, you can't go off that narrative because this organization is going to do what they're going to do regardless. And they have it in their mind what they're going to do. And he can try to make changes with time and all this. But I have no doubt they're going to bring the solid three back because. It's just enough to get you to play in and playoffs. It, that's it, you know. And like you said, like we've always said, who's really going to come to DC? You know, we we have tried and tried and tried and missed over the years. How many times are we going to try and miss, man? You know, when, when John Wall said, "Bring me Paul George," we should have brought him to DC, but we played around, messed that up. I mean, it's just we. And then the draft it goes on and on and on and on, man. And, and you know, somebody said, "Well, you know, they got John Wall and Bradley Bill." 
who else you gonna get when you got the number one pick in a weak draft? Like you had no choice but to get John Wall. You you got John Wall handed to you. That takes no skill. I'm I'm sorry. And Bradley Bill too. I mean, you know, I, it's it's abysmal. It is abysmal because this team just has no vision, no vision at all. And they're gonna roll with a first time GM. I'm saying right now, just prepare yourself. Bob Mars is not coming to DC. Bob Mars shouldn't come to DC. I don't want to waste his time because until leader uh, until ownership. Gets your act together and lets the basketball people do their job. And we're going to continue to be this laughable, abysmal franchise, man, that people just scoff playing here, man. I mean, you mentioned Bobby Portis, another player we should have retained. We had Bobby Portis. Mm. I mean, it's just we, how many players are we going to let leave and go somewhere else and be, and be successful? Chris Webber. I mean, what do we? I mean, what do we get in return? Mitch Richmond? Oh, get out of here, man. I, <laughs> I mean, it's just. How long are we going to do this, man? I mean, if you want to make a change, start brand new from the top down. You should have got rid of Tommy. You should have got rid of Wes. And you should have asked people, look, you want to stay? If not, where you want to go? Bradley Bill, where you want to go? You know, you be transparent. You try to be on the hush-hush about the obvious. You know, I expect to see Kyle Kuzma can't be here next year. Because we know his MO is an owner, man. So I'm going I'm to hop off my box, man. So, <laughs> but that's where I'm at, man. It's just it, it's very frustrating to me, to be honest with you. But yeah, we're gonna wrap this wrap this one up tonight. Um, I got the Warriors beating the Lakers tonight. I got them winning in a blowout. So we'll see how that goes tomorrow. But just want to thank you guys for listening. Making lots of wishes your first listen every day now for every day or tomorrow on the show. We will be grading uh either Monte Morris or um Delon Wright. So I just had to remember those two guys' names. I mean, sometimes it could be a little um it could be it's a long season. So, you know, I was gonna say they can be a little forgettable, but I don't want to be disrespectful to Monte Morris and uh, Delon Wright. So I just want to thank you guys for listening. Once again, Brandon, you uh who do you got winning tonight, uh, real quick between between the Lakers and Warriors? Oh man, that's tough because look, Curry's been playing crazy, man. I mean, I I got Golden State, okay. but then you can't you really can't discount LeBron. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's just a good matchup, it really is. I think it really comes down to their supporting cast. You know, can Clay get started? Can, can Draymond get started? You know, Anthony Davis has been hot. So I'm, I'm a road gold state, man, but it's going to be it's going to be a tough one. All right. All right. Y'all, y'all have a good one. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Yes, sir. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.